I met Randy Landerneau at CPAC in Dallas, and I wanted to bring him into the economic war room uh, for several reasons. One, he's working on IP issues, especially related to China and big tech. He's a real expert, and we want to add him to our team. Uh, you can learn more about him at usinventor.org. Randy is an inventor with three patents, a former president and current board member of the Tampa Bay Investors Council, and the president of U.S. Inventors. Randy, welcome to the Economic War Room. Thank you for having me. You know, I, I, um, I think your audience is going to find what I'm going to talk about extremely interesting, because what I'm going to talk about has been the tip of the spear when it comes to American economic success, American security, American independence, uh, American exceptionalism, for sure, and actually the American dream. And, and what it really boils down to is uh, a very revolutionary decision that our founders made at the very beginning of America, which was that unlike the rest of the world where that were run by aristocracies, where the common person was of, of not great value to, to the rulers, our founders said, you know what, we're gonna do something totally different. We're gonna say that in America, if you invent something that's never been done before, you can own it. And that changed the course of mankind because suddenly wow. the common person had, a, you basically unleashed the, create, the creativity of the common individual and gave him and her an incentive to do something valuable because they could own it and they could build something big from it. And it was a, it was a path toward great success through um, innovative merit, right? In other words, this is a totally merit-based oh, concept. Which, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, I love I yeah. love the history. The reality is that America is different than any other nation on the planet, always has been, and that is one of the key components. And, you know, we just don't think about that. We don't think about how the intellectual property protections that we established here, and they were adopted in other places, but they paved the way for the American centuries that we've enjoyed. Yeah, they, you know, in other places, it's, it's funny because I, and I wish I could find the actual quotes because I've somehow over the years lost them. There were aristocrats in England that were scoffing at what America was doing with respect to intellectual property. Oh, these Americans, what do they think they're up to? It's, it's cr this crazy group of people over there. And you know what? A couple of years later, the very same person said, uh, I was wrong <laughs> because suddenly America jumped to the lead in worldwide innovation. And, and it, it, it is, we, we just take it for granted. You know, we sit here and we have so much and we don't, most, many of us don't realize uh, what caused it because things, things are caused. And this was a, a beautiful decision by our founders that caused all this innovation that created all this greatness for this country as well as security. No doubt, no doubt. You know, um, I think about, by contrast, the British science societies that would gather together and they became groupthink. So they all thought the same way. I see, unfortunately, some of that happening in our medical community today where anyone wanting to step outside of the orthodoxy is shouted down. But you're right. In America, it, it was the rural guy. It was the bike repairman. It was, you know, the, the people that invented the great inventions weren't the noted science uh, scholars of the day. Yeah, the, the elite, you know, um the elite aren't the guys, the elite and the rich are not the ones uh, that typically are, are the inventor coming up with something great. I mean, look, even the, even the guys that began uh, what we call big tech now, they weren't elite. They were, they were kids in garages, right? right. <laughs> Thinking outside of the box. And, and of course, those companies went awry once they became huge, which of course always is the case and why we need more competition. But, um, but I tell you something else is interesting. You think about 200 years ago, women didn't have a lot of rights in America. Um, but in the Patent Act of 1790 under George Washington, 
uh, inventors were described as he, she, or they, meaning that women had all the rights of men when it came to invention and copyright. And uh, because, you know, so you, 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 our founders just realized how important innovation was going to be to this country, and they, they were so right. That's economic empowerment. But the contrast yes. to that is what we talk about all the time, which is economic warfare. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just researched how we developed some specialty batteries. And even NPR did a, st a story on this, vanadium redox flow batteries with our tax dollars, American invention. But those batteries are now being developed in China, and no American manufacturer is even given a chance to work on them. And that's not an isolated story. We've got threats. Tell us about the threats to innovation from China, big business, and our own government. Well, well, the, the first thing I should tell your, your, your listeners and your viewers, your audience, is that um, so here we had this great system that generated innovation that, that was so great for our country for a little over 200 years. And then uh, approximately 10 years ago, 10 to 15 years ago is when big tech got very heavily involved in changing the system. I, I think that what you would have to say it was the reason for it was to eliminate future competition. Mm. Because how, how would you compete with big tech? Well, you would have a startup with patented technology that they could that no, no, no large entity could just take from you. And you could, you could decide to sell it to them in an arm's length transaction if you wanted to, or you could have a startup that competed with them. And they'd have to out-innovate you to come up with something better than what you had. But of course, the large entities typically don't out-innovate the little guy because they're, kind of, they're, not going to out, they're not going to innovate themselves out of business where the little guy... Uh, might True. and and what's needed is the little guy because we need all these all these uh, small startups that are competing with the large entities, but um but so they got a law passed in 2011 called the America Invents Act, we refer to it as the AIA, and it created uh, and and the lobbyists had a you know armies of lobbyists had a great uh, narrative that sounded compelling. Uh, for why this new administrative court was needed rather than the old. Uh, real court with a jury, with a real judge, with a lot of due process that these patent battles would take place in. No, we needed a, a more efficient uh, administrative court that was faster and cheaper, et cetera. And, but, but the way they sold it, it sounded, sounded, you know, sounded like a reasonable thing. I was one of the people fighting it, of course, and they did get it passed. And it has turned into a killing machine for patents. In fact, a former chief judge, Randall Rader, referred to it as uh, a death squad for patent rights. Wow. And right now, if you sue any large entity, not just tech, any entity in any industry for patent infringement, they will immediately uh, get your patent into this administrative court where they have an 84% chance of invalidating your patent. 84%. That's, that's the percentage of the patents that go through that process and get to a final written decision. And it is horrendous. It is it, this is the opposite of what our founders intended for this patent system. And this is the reason why we don't have uh, startups competing with big tech uh, and why China is threatening to take the lead in key future technologies because- Randy, I'm gonna have to stop here. We're gonna have to take a break. But I was there. I was going into Congress talking economic warfare when this army of lawyers and lobbyists came through mm. trying to argue for them to adopt this system. And the congressman said, this is going to be terrible for America, the ones I was working with. Anyway, we need to take a break. When we come back, let's talk a little more about the problems, but then also solutions. Randy, you listed some serious threats to our innovation future. A couple of them, one of them is big business, which I don't find big business particularly patriotic. They see themselves as citizens of the planet. 
And then our government seems to be favoring uh, big business, but also China. And so our government seems arrayed against the small guy. But without innovation, as a society, how can we succeed? We have 330 million people in America versus 1.2 billion people in China. Um, And if we don't allow the little guy to participate and bring out innovation, how does America compete? You know, that's a great question. Um, The heart of America is small business. It's not these huge multinational corporations. I mean, look, huge corporations, um, they have a they have a net negative effect on employment. I mean, they 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 try to game the system to bring in cheaper employees from other countries, right? Get get special visas and stuff. Where small business, like for instance, uh, any small business, but especially a patent related startup, you're talking about local talent, local resources, uh, local everything. It's actually great for America. And what we need is more small business. In fact, when when you look at um, you know American independence and individualism and and like, you know, what, what really is what really matters in this country, it, it's not the huge corporation, it's the little guy. And, and anyway, that that's what innovation is all about. And, and I'll tell you, um, these huge corporations, you know, they, they might start off fine, but then they become huge. And I don't know, maybe they just become run by lawyers or whatever. But not that all lawyers are bad. But the point is, they start operating in ways that uh, in many ways appear anti-American. I mean, look at look at how big tech is now getting so involved in our politics and and censoring and all that stuff. That's Joseph um, Schumpeter, right? I mean, that's where you get a business cycle sometimes. But now they've got these big tech tools that they can stifle competition, stifle free speech. And, and really, it's a it's a potential for tyranny. It, it, it totally is. And and, you know, I know that in Congress, there are a lot of congressmen who are working on antitrust. They're, they're, look, it's becoming very obvious to, to an awful lot of people on both sides of the aisle that big tech is too powerful. Well, and so there's this whole antitrust thing, you know, break them up, whatever, but that's a pretty tough route to take. The simple route is you restore the rights of inventors and patent-based startups so that they can actually compete with big tech. Can because you describe you, what that inventor's rights revolution, I found that on your website, inventor rights revolution, what does that mean? Well, well, here's the thing. All an inventor is supposed to have the right to do is to stop uh, somebody from infringing on a patented technology as long as the patent is in effect. And this goes all the way back to our Constitution. It's, it's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8, which, which and this is directly in the Constitution, uh, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 8, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries. Um, in fact, the word right is only in our Constitution right there it's not in any. In fact, the Bill of Rights came later. <laughs> so, so this is this is a key part of our our country and our our key part of America. And so, what it is is if if I invent something and get a patent on it, I should be able to legally stop someone who is without my consent doing something with it. It's pretty basic. Yeah. And but that has become and it, and it was never an easy fight if it was a little guy versus a huge operation. And what what if you didn't have any money? Well, the way you would do it is on contingency. The, the attorney would take it and would share, you know, we get maybe 20 or 30 percent of the damages if he won. But 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 that was how you got to court. And that's it worked. Not a perfect system, but but workable. Now what happens is, oh, man, they, they get you into this administrative court where an attorney it almost never will take it on contingency, because if they win, all they're doing is keeping your patent from being invalidated. They have an 84 percent chance of losing 
And in fact, you can be hit multiple times there. You can, they can have many bites at the apple before you could ever get to a real court if you have a patent left. So the little guy, in fact, each one of these attacks at this administrative court can cost four to $500,000 to the inventor. Uh, it is a horrendous situation. And, and, and so what it's doing though, is it's making it so that, in, you, that startups cannot be formed. In fact, not just, not just inventors who are coming up with new technologies, but how about getting funding for a startup? How, how, can, a, how can a source of funding put money into a startup based on a patent where the patent could be invalidated? It, it, you know, and in fact, I'll tell you what else too, we're talking about China before. China has done something very intelligent. They're not stupid over there. Um, they have actually for a number of years now been, been strengthening their patent system to where they are getting capital, uh, they're, they're bringing in, people are investing in Chinese startups, people that should be investing in American startups. No, they're doing so in Chinese startups because their patent system is actually stronger than ours in certain areas you can actually defend patents better in China, Chinese patents, than certain American patents in America. It, and, it, and it's part of their plan to take over key future technologies. This is a, by the way, Chinese companies connected to the Chinese Communist Party can use this very same administrative court I've been talking about to invalidate, to legally invalidate the patents of Americans and take our technology. This is crazy. It, it is, it is, it, it is horrendous. In fact, ZTE and Huawei have done it a couple hundred times. Wow. How about that? <laughs> so what do we do? I mean, I see the threat. I see it's real. And I'm glad you're following it and studying it. We're glad to have you now as part of the economic war room. Uh, what do we do about it? What, what are the kind of things that we should be doing? Well, there is a solution. And right now, and we've been fighting for years, we, we finally have a bill in Congress that will fix the system. It is H.R. 5874. I think I got that right. H.R. 5874. It's the Restoring America's Leadership and Innovation Act. Thomas Massey is the lead on it uh, of Kentucky in the, in the House. Uh, he actually went to MIT, has 30 patents, had a very successful startup based on his patents. Brilliant guy. Um, we now have six different committee, judiciary committee members on it. But that's the committee of jurisdiction for this particular uh, bill. And that's huge, the fact that we have a bunch of committee members, but also about 24 co-sponsors total. And the, this bill will actually take us back to what we had about 15 years ago before this bad uh, legislation and a, and a couple of ridiculously bad uh, Supreme Court decisions. That's another area that another group that's harmed us, the Supreme Court. Um, but yeah, this bill, um, H.R. 5874, in fact, what your viewers could do to really help is if you, um, two things, go to usinventor.org and sign our inventor rights resolution. That lets us, that, that allows us to show lawmakers that this really matters to their constituents. The other thing you can do, that it'll also get you on our email list so we can inform you when, when there's gonna be an event that you could actually say something at or maybe uh, where you need to call your representative and say vote no on something that's about to be passed that's gonna make it worse. But the other thing you can do, call your US representative's office and tell him or her uh, that you want them, that it's very important, you want them to co-sponsor H.R. 5874. Well, let me interrupt you here. We're going to have to take another break, but we're going to introduce you to an innovation someone else in the economic war room has created called Align Act, which is a much more efficient way of communicating with Congress these kind of ideas. And we'll put all this in our economic battle plan. But we need to Super. take another break. When we come back, let's finish up on that, but let's talk about what the future can and should be. How can innovation advance our economy and make life better for all of us? Randy, we've been talking about what usinventor.org is doing. 
to help protect American inventors, American innovation, which protects the American economy and gives us, allows us to retain that leadership role in the, in the entire world. Uh, if we lose that, and we've been losing it the last 15 years, people feel that, they know that, they understand it, the Chinese have taken advantage. Big business has taken advantage with a globalist view, and they've shut out the little guy. And it's created this groupthink idea where uh, individuals can't stand up and, and say something different. They can't do something different. So U.S. Inventor is attacking this problem. Tell us more about U.S. Inventor. So U.S. Inventor is uh, a group of inventors. We're all inventors. Um, some, some like myself with uh, inventions that haven't quite made it to the market yet. Others who, who, have, have, who are successful and uh, very often ran into this terrible system we have. In some cases, their, their businesses were destroyed. And so they're, they're very, uh, very passionate about this issue. But, but you know, this is, this is the heart of America. It is, it is about solving problems. In some cases, it's problems that are, uh, you know, fun things that it's just it's like you have toys that are great inventions and very successful. Um, but you also have inventions like, I'll tell you something. Um, there's a guy in, in Texas, David Furry. He invented a type of camera that can see otherwise invisible toxic gas leaks. Oh, wow. Now, how about that? We're talking about pipelines and oil derricks. And they'd have these like pinhole leaks leaking stuff like um, ethylene, right? Ethylene's cancer causing. And before the technology used before was very inefficient, didn't work very well, took forever. He invented something. You can you can take one of these cameras and fly up a fly up a pipeline with a helicopter and spot these leaks and go fix them. Fabulous innovation, and of course uh, very needed. So this was needed, and the big guys were not coming up with it. And um, um, but again, what they what he ran into with our broken system was that a large company that was going to license from him decided just to take it and to invalidate his patent. So so he, they took it. And and uh, another example, but but good thing he invented it. And you know what? We need to fix the system so people like him can invent more things that are. But that nobody's going to if if you know your invention's only going to be stolen from you. Who's going to want to put the time, the sweat, the effort into doing that? Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Another great example, and again, this is this gets down to real lives. Um, a doctor in Oklahoma, Dr. Troy Norrin, um, he's a heart surgeon. And it used to be that if they needed to replace a valve in your heart, they had to cut your chest open. They had to stop your heart. They wouldn't even do it if you were pretty old. And 20% of the people who got the operation died anyway because it was such an intense operation. He came up with this idea that everyone said he was crazy. Back, back to how we talk about the experts and the elite and how they think they know everything, right? Everyone told him he was nuts. You're crazy. You can't do it. Uh, this will never work. And he worked it out and patented it and tested it and all that. And what it, it, it's what's used now, where they take a special valve, they compress it into a catheter, they feed it up through an artery in your thigh, place it in your heart while your heart's beating, and you go home the next day. Wow. And millions of lives saved. Um, multi-billion dollar industry. Unfortunately, this is another situation. A company called Medtronics used this broken system and validated his patent. And of course, he's a heart surgeon. He's not like on the street, right? But still, I mean, he runs into doctors who do the procedure now. And he says, well, you know, I invented that. And they think he's crazy because nobody's ever heard of him. It's like, it's like he never existed. And you know what? This gets back to globalism versus the individual. What, what innovation is about is the individual and the importance of the individual. And in America, you know, that's what America really stands for compared to the rest of the world. The importance of the individual and individual rights um, 
And uh, so, yeah, and so we're so what we're fighting to do, as, as we discussed, is to bring back uh, the rights of inventors and startups when it comes to patent rights. And it, it is just this key thing that's needed in America. And we're, we're totally dedicated to it. I mean, we're we're absolutely 100 percent dedicated to it. We will fight it to the end. And we think we have a shot <clears throat> next Congress, um, which is why we're pushing uh in encouraging everybody, call your, your your representatives' offices, tell them to get behind and co-sponsor HR 5874, the Restoring America's Leadership and Innovation Act. Call your senators and say, hey, get behind a companion bill to that, to HR 5874. This is important. Tell them your constituents, you care about American innovation, and they should stop catering to uh, big tech and to China, because yeah. China is the ultimate winner if we don't get bring back these rights. They're, they're going to take the lead in technologies that are going to be very threatening to this country if, if they're ahead of us. There's no question. And in fact, two points, and I made, made both of them previously, but I want to expound on them. Number one, uh, I was there. I was talking, I was the Pentagon's economic warfare consultant. I was meeting with the generals and the admirals, but I was also going into Congress. And I would pass these people in the hall and I'd say, who is that? And there were some, you know, great patriotic congressman, oh, the, those are people that are trying to change our patent system. It will only benefit China. And they were totally right. And I said, well, that's economic warfare. And they said, yes. And so, uh, number one, I agree with you entirely. But number two, there is this great new invention. It's called the Line Act campaign, where you don't just have to pick up the phone and call Congress. You can send emails and you can send them, uh, you know, many at one time. So we'll put all that in the economic battle plan, introduce you to the inventor of the Line Act campaign so that you can start using that. Because we've got to take this back. This is an existential threat to American prosperity, but it's also an existential threat to American liberty. Because if the Chinese dominate innovation, then we will be colonized by China. I have no doubt about that. Well, let's wrap up. We've got a couple minutes left. Uh, you've talked about some of the inventions, the medical and, and, and you know, protecting. By the way, these are ESG uh, they call it environment social governance. These are real things. These are liberty, security, value inventions that you're talking about. Give us one fun one. I saw one, something about water balloons. Tell us a fun uh, invention. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> In fact, a lot of your audience is probably, is probably very aware of this one. It's the toy called Bunch of Balloons. It allows you to fill about 35 water balloons at a time. You know, it used to be you had to make them one by one. And the, the inventor had eight kids. His name is Josh Malone. And, uh, you know, it, it took hours to, to get these get ready for a water balloon fight. Right. So he invented this device. You hook it up to a hose and it has all these tubes with all these balloons that are they're held on by tight bands. They all fill up at the same time. You shake it and they fall off sealed. So you don't even have to tie them. I mean, you can make 100 a minute. It's like it's like uh, a weapon of mass destruction with water balloons. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, that's and, fun. And it, it, huge seller, huge seller. And actually, Josh. Josh won his fight, but the reason he got into this battle, and he's actually a key member of our, our effort, um, is that he, the, the large infringer in his case that was stealing his invention and, and flooding the market, a company based in um, uh, New Jersey, Telebrands, they're the biggest as seen on TV company. He ended up in a five-year-long battle that cost millions and millions, I mean, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, he could have lost it all. He finally won. And uh, and actually now is he's basically dedicating he, he's putting in about a 40 hour work week for no pay just to help our cause. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. So we're, so so and for your viewers, you know what? That's another thing you can do to help us. You can tell your tell you go to usinventor.org, sign our our, our, our rights resolution 
uh, but also buy a bunch of balloons for your kids. You'll have a ton of fun and it'll help our cause because Josh is part of our effort. <laughs> That's great. Well, Randy, thank you so much. You know, Proverbs 8.12 teaches, witty inventions come from wisdom and wisdom comes from God. This is one of the ways that God blesses those who follow him. We can't let the thief steal them. You'll learn more about this in our free economic battle plan at economicwarroom.com. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.